Hey, what's up, friends and family? Donovan McLeese here from the Where is the Gospel or What is the Gospel podcast. And today I'm going to be doing a short excerpt from a sermon that I have coming up August 14th of this year. Well, I will be preaching from Matthew 7 verses 15 through 20, where Jesus is warning us against false teachers. So like I said, it's a short excerpt. So I'm going to start from verse 17 and 18 and exposit those two verses. So verse 17 reads, so every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Here, Jesus compares two trees, the healthy tree along with the diseased tree. The healthy tree bears good fruit and the diseased tree obviously bears bad fruit. Keep in mind that we are talking about teachers here. We aren't just talking about what they shout from the pulpit, but how they live and if they shepherd the flock correctly. A healthy tree or a good preacher will himself be growing in Christ. He will become more and more Christ-like as he lives. A good prophet's congregation will be doing the same thing. They'll be progressing in sanctification and leading lives of righteousness and holiness. On the other hand, the diseased tree will be going in the opposite direction. Their fruit will not be edible at all, but poisonous leading people and himself to death. 2 Timothy 3.13 tells us this, evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Those who eat of the diseased tree are on the path that leads to destruction. Verse 18 tells us that a diseased tree can't bear good fruit. So what does a diseased tree have to do to become healthy? Is the bad tree diseased forever or is there hope for that tree? I believe that there is hope for the false teacher. When you believe in Christ, you must believe that there is hope for everyone. Does that mean that everyone we hope for will be restored or saved? No. Only God can determine when and if he'll remove his hand from a person. Therefore, we rebuke call out by name and expose these false teachers but we also need to pray for their repentance i know that i'm guilty of calling out these teachers and not praying for them but it maddens me to see them manipulating the word of god for their gain and leading people astray from christ what the prosperity gospel offers pales in comparison to the riches and glory and majesty of God the Father. You'd be selling yourself short to accept what the false prophets teach. I must repent at times because I don't always lead with love. I don't always rebuke in hopes that they repent and turn to Christ. Instead, my feelings get involved and I end up glorifying myself. God help me. In 2 Peter 2, in the first three verses, Peter tells us this, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who is Christ, who brought them by his blood, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. 
and many will follow their sensuality. This is why I believe that when you look at the social media pages of a Michael Todd, T.D. Jakes, Joe Lowstein, Darius Daniels, and many others like them, they have huge followings. If you dispute or challenge anything they say, you will be met with hostility from their members. Now, the, the, the false teachers rarely ever respond or comment back or engage in conversation with you, but their members will. And it won't be pretty. It won't be nice. You know, these people who profess Christianity will be very rude because you are, you know, challenging, um, you know, their leader or their pastor, you know. So beware of that. It's something that we have to do. We have to call out these false teachers by name. We have to expose the darkness and um, the deceptions that they teach. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Continuing on um, in Second Peter 2. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not sleep. This last verse tells us that Christ is on their heels. Christ is not far behind them. He will not allow them to continue on for too much longer spreading this false doctrine. But God is graceful. God is gracious. God is merciful. And he's given people time to repent. Peter also tells us that God is patient, not wanting anybody to perish, but wants to call everybody to eternal life. Here he says their condemnation from long ago was not idle. God is not resting. He's working. He's there. He's not sleeping. We got to continue to call them out just because we know that that God is working and God will do what he does does not mean that he doesn't call us to expose the darkness and to exhort these teachers to repentance and to believe in Christ. We are to be aware of false teachers. Thank you to all. Thank you to all who listened. That's my short excerpt from a sermon again that I will be preaching on August 14th this year. Um, I hope you find this 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 audio edifying. Um, it helps. I hope that it encourages you. It helps you grow um, just a little bit more in your faith and emboldens you to be on the lookout for wolves and sheep's clothing and call out that false teacher or that false prophet and warn your family and friends that there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world, according to 1 John. Thank you for.